Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daphnun Gimel in Maseches Yevamos. I had a thought. You know, there's a gadol by the name of Avnachum Persavich, uh, whose notes are the notes that you'll read in the yeshiva in Maseches Yevamos. Um, and it made me think, there's only really a handful of Jews in the history of the world that mastered Maseches Yevamos. And so um, I was thinking in a, way, in a way of giving us chizuk, because the fifth parak, which God willing we will finish today, is... Um, very difficult to understand, to keep track of everything. And so I was thinking, this is like, almost like akin to reading Einstein's notes on quantum physics. You know what I mean? Like we know we're not understanding it to its full depth, but at least it's a schuss for us to, to be here and to be looking at it, uh, God willing. And since to the extent that our mission statement here at um, and our DAF is to try to explain the hard things, I will do something unusual and I'll tell you that the sixth parak which starts on Daf Nun Gimel Amid Beis, can be summed up in one sentence, meaning the first Mishnah, uh, uh, that which pertains to our Daf, uh, basically says that when you do the act of Bia for the sake of Yibum, um, the Kavana doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his Kavana is, doesn't matter what her Kavana is. That's the first Mishnah of the sixth parak. So I just told you in one sentence that whole second half of Nun Gimel Amid Beis. But to the extent that we could try to explain something that is difficult to understand, that is a long way of explaining to Andrew why, despite being at a wedding in Cleveland yesterday, they were starting 21 lines up instead of cheating on Nun Beis Amid Beis for a, a sort of like a standalone topic. What is the topic of Perik Chamishi, Perik Well, it talks about all the procedures there's really four procedures that one could do. Yibum, chalitza, maimer, or get. And if you do them all out of order, so you, how do you get out of it? How do you untangle that, uh, that conundrum that you've, that you, that you've created? How does the rabbi sort it out and make sure that everything is kosher? So, the 21 lines up says Tanya Idach over there. What is the case over there? So there are, there is a machlokas. As follows. Tanya Idach, Hachotz, Levimto, Bechazavikitcha. Okay. The case here is a woman falls to Yibum, and a man does Chalitza, and then he decides he wants to marry her, Rehat Mekudeshetli. Now, we have already learned, and that's, you know, one of the complications, that Chalitza, once you do Chalitza, we've already said that nothing would work after that. You think once he does Chalitza, so then, even if he does get, or if he does Mimer, and all of that, so then it would be ineffective and wouldn't um, answer to the Krovim. But in this particular case, um, we're going to see that he's going to require get. We'll see there'll be six explanations, and that's why it sort of like spills over to Nengimel Abad six explanations as to what Machlokas is. Let's leave that question aside and, and realize, assume that once you're Mekadesh, a woman, obviously you're typically going to require a get, even if that woman has history with you where you already performed chalitza, right? You performed chalitza on a yavama, but now you're going to be mekadashar. It would be unusual indeed to not require a get in a situation like that, right? Because he, he made a wedding and he said, So let's look at the machlokas. Rabbi Omer, Certainly, the chiddush is going to be the case where you don't need a get. The Kiddush is going to be the case where it's such a meaningless act that you don't even need to get. So certainly if he made a full wedding and was Mekadashar with the, with the intention of making her his regular wife, then she would need to get. 
Lishum Yavmos ain't get. But Rebbe says the most absurd thing would be that you did chalitza on a woman and then you said, now I'm going to do yibum on you. Now that is such an absurd act, Andrew, that you don't even need a get. It's really a meaningless act. That's the chiddush. That's the, that's the shita that we're going to try to analyze. Because after all, the chachamim, as the b'risa continues, chachamim omrim, ben shikitshel shemishus, ben shikitshel shemiyavmus, tzrichayim enu get. So the, the way to simplify this b'risa is that every case where you're where you're a woman, so to speak, whether it's as a yavama or as a kiddushin, obviously it's not a normal situation because this is a yavama that fell to you, now you did chalitza, Right? But you're always going to require a get because you need to untangle this mess. But there is one case where it is so absurd that you won't even require a get, and that's only according to Rebbe. According to Rebbe, if you're Makadish or the Shave Yibum after you'd already just done Chalitza, then you won't even need a get. That's the way to, to say that. Okay, so the question is going to be why would you not need a get uh, even if you're Makadish or the Shave Yibum, according to Rebbe? So let's clarify this. I'm Rabbi Yosef. My time at the Rebbe. Why is Rebbe saying, and again, what I'm explaining is, why is Rebbe saying that the case of the Mekadosh Hashem Yibum is so absurd that you don't even need to get? Says Rabbi Yosef, In other words, there is a halacha, okay, that when a uh, ger uh, dies, right, because the ger was like a katan shenolad, meaning uh, somebody... Converted. And the convert had no family. So the convert has no family in any direction, right? He has no family that he came from, so to speak, because once he, once he converted, so then it's, it's as if he was born anew without any yichus. And this particular convert had no yorshim either, right? So when he died a lonely man, he, his, where does his nechassim go? So there's a lacha that if you do any maisa in his nechassim, you can be koneh, okay? So, oider uh, uh, means a person who, let's say, started farming, tilling the land of this ger. That was an act of acquisition. But in this particular case, he thought he was oider ger, but really, this individual who thought he was oider ger, right, the Jew who attempted to acquire his nechassim, was actually tilling in his own land. So it was sort of like a fool's errand, right? An act of futility, where he's just tilling in his own field, thinking he's tilling in the field of the ger. What's the halacha? Well, the halacha is clearly that he's not kone the field because he's not actually tilling the land of the ger. And therefore, he never made an act of acquisition. Uh, he was just kind of like furrowing in his own land and um, spinning his wheels, as it were. So, and that's what it means. Oder uh, Right? He thinks... It's, it belongs to, right, but it's, but it's in his own. So, Kesavr Shalom is he thinks it's his own property. In that case is a case where he might be actually farming the Nechzei Ager, but his Kavana in that case is, right, that he, he doesn't realize that he's doing so. And so if the Kavana, here we're focusing on the Kavana of the individual, even if he does till in the Nechassim of the Ger, if he has the intention uh, if he has no such intention, he thinks he's farming his own land, so then, the lokani, the halacha is that there too, intention matters, and he's not konet. Oh, so why does it not work in Yibum? So just to explain it, because the Gemara doesn't really explain it, to explain it outside, here is an individual who in theory would create enough of a zika, even after the chalitza, where he would require a get, 
But his intention is to do Yibum. <laughs> so that's Rebbe's rationale, according to Rebbe Yosef. That because his intention was to do Yibum, so even though in theory had he, his intention been Ishus, he would require a get. His intention to do Yibum means that he actually had a kavana so impossible, right? Because he had just performed chalitza that it doesn't work. And in that sense, it's similar to a guy who has no kavana to acquire anything. And because of that uh, kavana, because it's kavana being so absurd um, and so ineffective, that is why Rebbe thinks that the individual who would try to be, to be Makadish al derech yibum after chalitza would not work. That's Rabbi Yosef's explanation of, uh, of the sheet of Rebbe. So Amalei Abai, Abai said, me dummy, this case of the miyabim, the chalitza, is not similar at all to the case of Oder ben Ager, because Hasam lo kamik chavin lemikni. Because in the case of Oder ben Ager, as we explained, the individual is tilling the land okay. However, he has no kavan at all to be konet. <laughs> so so, so Abai is saying, why in the world in other words, to make a Kenyan, certainly you need to have some kavana. This guy was just farming his own land. That's all he was doing. He had no kavana at all. How could you possibly be kona without any kavana at all? Now, of course, it's a little foreshadowing to, to the sixth parak. We said in the sixth parak that certainly if you did an act of Yibam, you would not, um, you, you, you certainly, the kavana wouldn't matter. But here, this person didn't do any act, right? This is not, uh, Yibam. This is not Bia. This is just a, right, Kiddushin attempt. And certainly a Kiddushan attempt without any kavana whatsoever hacha, uh, would not work. So hasam lo kamikavan lemikni. In the case of tilling the land, it shouldn't work. But hacha kamikavan lemikni. Here, he may not have done any uh, the right act, but certainly his kavana was in the right place, right? He wanted, he said, He certainly knew what he was trying to do. So how is that at all similar to the guy who's farming his own land and happens to be farming in the next guy? There's no comparison at all, Rabbi Yosef, says Abaye. So he says, ha, lo, damya, ela. So he says, what's the comparison? No. If you're going to say, oder ger, the comparison would be, dami la oder ger ger acheru. Yeah, this would be like where he's oder actually in the nechassim of the ger that died, right, without Yorshim, thinking that he was oder in someone else's field. That is the analogy, dukani. And in fact, the halacha there is that he does, right, acquire the field. Which is, again, to say, you have two neighbors bordering on, of Gerim, bordering on the, na- on the land of a Jew, and in fact, they both die with no Yorshim, and the, right, there's Ger A and Ger B, and the Jew tills the land of Ger A, thinking that he wants to acquire the land of Ger B. The halacha is that in that case, he is amazingly, right, or, or, or rather, he, right, in other words, he tills the land of Ger A, thinking that he is trying to acquire the land of Ger B. The lacha is he acquires the land of Ger A, right? The land that he tills, he does acquire because he did, after all, have the kavana to acquire land, albeit the wrong Ger's land. Okay, so that is uh, fascinating. Again, look at Reb Nachum Persovich's notes. I'm sure you could spend two months on this, but the point is that that would be the analogy, and in that case, he would be Kona. And therefore, it is not, right, uh, a proper, and, 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 that, and therefore, Rebbe should say, based on that analogy, that he should be Kona. And that's Abaye's, right, um, rejection of Rebbe Yosef. And so Abaye is going to give his own interpretation as to why, according to Rebbe, when you are 
Mekadosh Hashem Yavmos, after Chalitza, why you would uh, not require a get, why it would in fact be futile, right? In other words, when you have, when you till the land of, of man A, with thinking that you're doing uh, Kavana for, for Ger B, it's actually not futile, you are Konek. So what is Abaye saying going to be the reason for Rebbe that you, are, you do not require a get when you're Mekadosh Hashem Yavmos? As follows. That the case was, bless you, that he says, not that, not that he's Mekadesh the Shum Yavmas. He's saying, I'm Mekadesh you Lemaimar Yavamim. Oh, what is this? So Rabbi Savar, Maimar Ilave Zika Karame. Vasai Chalitza Afkata Lazika. The Rabbi's Shita is as follows. Maimar, we've already said, right, is something that works. Uh, only in a case where you have a Yavama. This is what Rebbe is trying to say. That what is the normal case? Getting back to the regular case of Yibam, which is rare enough as it is. Person dies, uh, childless, and the brother comes and he performs, he's now a Yavam. He has a relationship to this Yavama already, as we've discussed. And then he performs what's called Maimar as a prelude to the Yibam. So what Rebbe Abaye is saying is that that Maimar only it builds on a case where there already is a Zika, where there already is a Vama. But here, what happened? He disrupted, he tore off that Zika by performing Chalitza. And then he specified that the connection is not going to be a regular Kiddushin. He specified that he wants to do a Maimar Yivamim. A Maimar Yivamim only works on a Yavama. She is no longer a Yavama. She he has broken that relationship with the chalitza, and that's why Rebbe says you don't require a get in that case. So as the as he continues to explain, Rebbe Savar Maimar ilave zika karame that Maimar only works once you already have a zika, and the chalitza afkata la zika the chalitza that he did is actually destroying that zika. Whereas verabanan savri hai lechudekai v'halechudekai no the Maimar is a standalone effective act, and right and 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 therefore. Even though there is no chalitza, Maimar itself should still be enough to require a get. It, it, it right, effectuates enough of a condition to require a get. So Meikara, in other words, originally, before he did the chalitza, Ilu Amar Lahit Kachi Maimar Yavamin. Right? So obviously, this goes without saying, that before he did the chalitza, a woman falls to you to Yibam and you say, I want to marry you with Maimar, Milo Mahani, of course that would work, right? So, Hashanami Mahani. So here too, even though you had already done chalitza, this Maimar is a standalone effective act, and sure, and sure enough, it should work as well, and therefore Abaye says, that is why Rebbe says that it doesn't work, whereas, that's the Machlokas Rebbe and, Rabban, uh, and, and the Chachamim, whereas Rebbe says it doesn't work because the chalitza had already been done, Right? The Chachamim are going to say that it does work because Maimer can be effective even after Chalitza. To which Rava Amar, huh. He thinks everybody holds that if he said that I'm trying to be Mekadeshu with Maimer Yavamim, everybody would agree with the Rabbanon that it's going to be, that it's going to work, that you're going, which is to say you're going to need a get. And therefore that's not a case where Rebbe says you won't need a get. What's our case? Right, where it's even more explicit, which is to say that a brava thinks that that this idea of my markidushin is so compelling that certainly you would need to get in all of those cases. Rebbe would even require a get. What the case where Rebbe tells you that you don't need a zika, that you don't need a get, is where he literally says, "I want to use the zika that I have with you to be mikdash with you." Well, the, he just disrupted and killed that zika with chalitza. 
Question would be, why would the Chachamim ever say that he would even need again in that case? So he says, Rebbe Savar, Rebbe is going to be easy in that case, as we turn finally to Gimel Medal, we say, Rebbe Savar, Yesh Zika. Right? Rebbe says that there's a Zika. And once you did Chalitza, there's no such Zika anymore. And therefore, Rabbanon Savri ain't Zika. Right? So there was a Zika according to Rebbe, and the Chalitza ripped it off. And so, fine. And therefore, now that he's trying to be Makadish with a, with that Zika, it's not going to work at all. You're not going to need a get. So why do the Chalamim say that you do need a get? Because Rabbanon Savri ain't Zika. Oh. So here's the Lamdish. This is the most Lamdish um, thing we've said so far. That Chachamim say that there's Ein Zika. This goes back to the Machlokas of Yesh and Ein Zika. Because the Chachamim say Ein Zika in the first place, so So as we said before, that when a person, right, when a Yavam actually does Maimar, it effectuates something. So let's say a Yavam does Maimar, and, and then before he gets a chance to do Yibum, right, uh, he, the, the, the Yavama dies. Would you say that he needs a get? Certainly you would say in that case that he needs a get. So similarly here, the, the case is, certainly in that case, if you hold Ein Zika, you effectuated something, so the sheet of the Rabbanon is going to be, the reason why they're going to say you're going to require a get is because in general, when one does a Maimar, he holds that the Ein Zika and still it's effective. So here too, at post Chalitza, there's no Zika and the Maimar should be equally effective. In other words, again, the reasoning of the Rabbanon as to why you would still need to get, even though he says, I'm trying to use the Zika <laughs> to, to perform this Maimar, and he's already done Chalitza. The reason it works is because there's never Zika really, right? They hold Ein Zika, and still they hold that Maimar works. If you didn't do Chalitza, and therefore whether you did or did not do Chalitza, it should be the same, because either way, Ein Zika, and yet we see in the case where he didn't do chalitza, maimer works. Therefore, even if he did do chalitza, according to their banan, the maimer should be effective enough to require a get. That is the shita of Rava. Okay. Third interpretation, or uh, this is the fourth interpretation, rather, Rav Shravi Amar. What, what is the machlokas, Rebbe and Rabbanan, but chalitza kashera. So it, the machlokas would never be in a chalitza kashera, because after all, the chalitza kashera, if you had a real chalitza, says Rosh then everybody would hold that after a real chalitza, that you would never be able to do anything to create a zika strong enough with this woman, right, to, to, to require a get, right? When he says, it's a, it's a ridiculous thing to say after you've already done chalitza. There is no zika shivamim. And everybody therefore would hold that you would not need a get. So what's the case? Says Rav Shravi, As Rashi explains, right? In other words, he gave her a get, as we've already described in this parak, and then he did chalitza. So, if you, so that's what we call a chalitza psula, if you recall. So here, we're talking about there was a chalitza psula. Uh, so now there's something wrong with the chalitza. And that means that there might still be some sort of zika. And that's where the machlokas is. Mar savar chalitza psula pateras, umar savar chalitza psula ena pateras. In other words, the question is, does this chalitza psula create enough of a, of a severance between, right, this person, so that, between the yavam and the yavama, so that when he said, he'd catch you libizikas yavamim, right, it is, a, it is effective enough or not, right? So if you hold, let's say like the rabbanon, 
Right, so they say that they're going to, you're going to acquire a get that the chalitza was a chalitza psula, and therefore, if he tries to be mekadesh with whatever right zika is left, it's going to be effective. And Rebbe is going to say that no, that the chalitza psula was effective enough that when he says I want to be mekadesh with that chalit with with that whatever zika is left, um, you are not. It's going to be so ludicrous that you're not going to require a get because you've already done a chalitza, albeit a chalitza psula. So now nine lines down. The fifth sheet of Ravashi Amar, the Chuleyama, Chalitza Psula, in a Pateris. Now, everybody would hold that a Chalitza Psula is defective, and it's not going to be Poter, and he will require a get. So, what's the Machlokas here? There's something else wrong with the Chalitza. Now, what's wrong with the Chalitza is not that there was a get prior to it, but rather, there was a Chalitza with a Tnai. Marsavar, Yesh Tnai Bechalitza, Umarsavar, Ein Tnai Bechalitza. What does that mean? So, it means that Rebbe holds ain't naibachalitza, which is to say that the chalitza severs regardless. In other words, extortion, guys. That's what how Rashi explains it, right? A guy want, knows that this woman, the Riyavim knows that this woman does not want him to be miyabim her. She hates his guts, so he says, "You know what? I'll give you chalitza. You're gonna have to give me ten thousand dollars." Okay, he's making a tnai. So that's a machlokas in its own right, right? Yesh tnai bechalitza means that. Uh, that, that again, the case would be where it would work. In other words, you, you can, uh, say that, and therefore the chalitza would not work until the tanai is fulfilled. Now, obviously we're talking about a case yet where she didn't pay yet the money, right? She didn't yet pay the money, and before she had a chance to pay the money, or, right, he actually then went ahead and be, was trying to be Makadishar. So if you hold that, that, uh, yesh tanai bechalitza, so then you're still in this, you're still in this, uh, limbo state, and the zika is still there, because it's not yet, not yet been fulfilled. Whereas if you're Rebbe, right, and you hold ain't naibah chalitza, that means that when you perform the chalitza, and you said you owe me $10,000, the chalitza would work regardless of the $10,000. Right away we say the chalitza works, and therefore the zika is going to be severed right away, and the chalitza uh, actually worked, and that's why when you try to be Makadashar afterwards, um, based off of whatever Zika is left, it is not going to work, and therefore you're not going to require a get, according to Rebbe. That is Ravashi. And the sixth and final is Ravina Amar, Everyone actually agrees, believe it or not, that Chalitza Al Pitnai does work. It's a very, uh, very, very detailed Machlokas. What looks like a fundamental machlokas very abundant is actually a machlokas within a machlokas within a machlokas within this detail of when you do with tznai bechalitza, does that tznai need to be like the tznai b'nei gada b'nei ruvain that you usually have to make in every other tznai in shas, which is to say when, when b'nei gada b'nei ruvain wanted their area of the land, right, at, upon entering Eretz Yisrael, so Moshe Rabbeinu famously said, if you go to war, then I will and you do everything you're supposed to do, then I will give you the land. And if you don't go to war, and don't do what you're supposed to do, then I will not give you the land. Well, if you do, then I will. If you don't, then I won't. Is what we call a tznai kuffle. That, and usually whenever you make a tznai, you need to present both sides of what will happen, and both consequences of those actions, um, and that's called a tznai kuffle. Does that, does chalitza require that format of tznai? That is the detailed machlokas, uh, over here, according to Ravina. And therefore, Mar Savar Be'inan Tanai Kafal, Mar Savar Lo Be'inan Tanai Kafal. Machlokas would simply be 
that the Rabbanon hold that this required a Tanai Kafel. And since there was no Tanai Kafel, the Chalitza didn't work. The Zika is strong enough that if you approached her and said, I want to use whatever relationship we have left to consider you, to call you my Yavama, it would, you would actually require a get. Whereas, right, um, that, so, so, so again, Rebbe holds that you need a Tanai Kafel. And, and therefore, since he did not do a Tanai Kafel, the relation, the Chalitza didn't work enough, right? The Chalitza is, uh, Again, Rebbe holds that you need a Tanai Kafel, right? And the Chachamim say that you don't need a, a Tanai Kafel. And therefore, Rebbe is going to hold that the Chalitza, he, he holds that you should do it. According to Rebbe, the Chalitza should work, which means that when he is Mekadashur, uh, Alpi Zika, it should not hold at all, right? So then the question is, according to the Chachamim, Lobain and Tanai Kafel, um, if he did it, right, in, the, it's because you don't need a Tanai Kafel anyway, the Chalitza, now see, Lobayin a Tanai Kafel means that, what, that he did a Tanai Kafel? So, I'm gonna have to leave this alone, because really, the way it's supposed to be worked out is that, according to Rebbe, there is no Zika. <laughs> that, according to Rebbe, the Zika is, is destroyed, uh, entirely, which is why you don't need a get. That is the Chiddush of Rebbe. Okay. So, that is, that, that is basically where we're left in the two dots, 15 lines down on Nungimel and Aleph, where we have just analyzed six shitas in the Machlokas of Rebbe and the Chachamim as to why, when a person is, tries to do Mimer or, right, Kiddushin after Don Chalitza, why, according to Rebbe, he would not need a get in the case of when he tried to do Mimer after Chalitza. Wow. Okay. So now we're going to do a review, basically, of that first very difficult Mishnah, very challenging Mishnah in fifth barrack, and we're going to tie up all our loose ends as follows. Says the Mishnah, two dots, 15 lines down. What do we say in that case? That the rule is that once you've done chalitza, that anything after the chalitza doesn't work. So you see, everything that we discussed until now has to be um, understood with that backdrop, right? Because now we're back to what we learned in our Mishnah, as we'll see. There's gonna be, there are machloksin uh, to this all over the place. That's why it's so impressive to hold cup here. But our Mishnah actually, which seems so difficult, now we're going to go back to our Mishnah. It's going to seem actually to be this simple <laughs> understanding. Because in our uh, Mishnah, we simply understand that once you've done Chalitza, any act that you do afterwards is going to be meaningless completely. So Gemara asks, Vinitni Nami, right? Ein Achar Klum. Rashi explains that we're talking about a case where you lead with Bia. If you might recall that we said, uh, when we, when we started this parak, that if you lead with either Yibum or Chalitza, then anything you do after that should be meaningless. Because when Yivama falls to you and you do Yibum and Chalitza, it, the story should be over at that point. So therefore, the Gemara wonders why our Mishnah only, um, pointed out that if you lead with Chalitza, Maybe they should have said the same thing by leading with Bia, to which on this point they agree. That's what the Mishnah should say. Because that is, in fact, what the halacha is. However, right? But the Mishnah teaches it differently because they hold In other words, it is true that our Mishnah would agree that with whether you lead with Bia or whether you lead with Chalitza, the halacha should be that nothing afterwards should matter. However, we prefer to discuss and to emphasize the Hataris Yavama, which is to say the Chalitza, because it is a nicer, uh, happier ending, right? In other words, the Yavama, okay, so she now is in the state of Yibum, that's a wedding, that's a union that's always tinged with tragedy, right? He's filling in for his deceased brother. But 
when a chalutza goes to the shuk, she can go ahead and marry happily whoever she wants, and so that's a happier ending, and that's why the Mishnah emphasizes that ending. Fascinating. Okay. So then the Mishnah continued, Echad Yevama so the Gemara asks, Masnisan Deloka Ben Azai. We can say maybe it's not like a Vizan Ben Azai. The Tanya, we have a Brysa Ben Azai, Omer Yesh Maimer Achar Maimer. Bishnei Yavama Vivama Achas. Bein Maimer Achar Maimer. Bishnei Yavama Sviyaman Echad. In other words, the point of our Mishnah was that, that, uh, it doesn't matter, as we had said then, whether two Yavamas fall to one man and the acts are done consecutively by the one man to the two women, or whether it's two men doing the consecutive acts to one Yavama. And, that is what our mission said. However, Benazai did not hold that. Benazai held that, that, uh, when there's one Yavama, that would actually work to say, which is to say, both of the consecutive brothers that performed Yibum on the same woman, both would be also Lakrova Seon, both would need, require to give her a get. However, if it was one guy performing it for both, Right, they won't be Maimar Acha Maimer, which is to say the second Maimer would be considered irrelevant. And so we see that Benazai does think that the halacha is different, whether it's one man performing it on two women or two men performing it on one woman. And therefore our Mishnah is not like Benazai. I could sit here and actually give a svara to Benazai. Um, but uh, I think that's a little bit, it, it's, it, it's pretty straightforward, I think, that again, if the same man is performing the same act, and then on two, uh, it, it, one would argue that the second act would not be, um, w- would be redundant. But, uh, we're, we're not Nachum Persovich, we're not going to delve into the Shita that's not the Shita of our Mishnah. We're having a hard enough time understanding what is the Shita of our Mishnah. So we'll do the next two dot. Ketzad Maimar Lazu. Suffice it to say that our Mishnah is not like Benazai, and we know that, in other words, our Mishnah said that it only matters what the procedure is, and not whether it's one to two or two to one, whereas Benazai would disagree with that. Okay. So now, Ketzad Maimer Lazu. The Mishnah continued to say, right, that the Yavam performed Chalitza, right, with a different Yavama, and then he did Chalitza and then did Maimer on the other one. So we said, Lema Messiah Lishmuel. In other words, we did, he did Chalitza to the woman, he did Maimer to one woman, Chalitza to the second woman. And so the question is, why is that the case? That's the case in our Mishnah. The case in the Mishnah is he did Chalitza to one woman and Maimer to the next woman. Okay, so the question is, why did we use that case? Why did he do chalitza to the non-maimer yavama? Is it because chalitza to the maimer girl is a chalitza psula? Is that why? That would be Shmuel. Lema Messiah Shmuel Dabr Shmuel. Chalitz Levilas Maimar Lo Nifter at Sarasa. Right? Because Shmuel holds that when you're chalitz, the Bailas Maimar, you're not actually, that's called a chalitza psula, and you're not actually being part of the tzara. Or, Utiyufta Dereb Yosef. Or is it, to reject Rabbi Yosef. What did Rabbi Yosef say? If you might recall, that Rabbi Yosef was the one that said that you should do chalitza to the one that was already, so to speak, spoiled for kahuna by Maimer. Do chalitza not on the girl that has Maimer. Do chalitza, right? On, I mean, rather, do chalitza on the girl that has Maimer already, says Rabbi Yosef. Right? Because she already is pasal kahuna. Therefore, she's the one who should do chalitza. When our Mishnah says that you should do chalitza on the girl that didn't get Maimer, are we trying to reject this idea of Rabbi Yosef? In other words, are we trying to say to you to Yosef? So the Gemara says, no, we're not trying to, um, we're not trying to support Shmuel, nor are we trying to reject Yosef, but rather, says the Gemara, mi katani, chalitz, chalitz katani. We never said, lachatchila, that the person who did chalitza has to do chalitza on the woman who did, he, who he did not perform Maimaran. It just says that that chalitz katani, that happens to be what happened. 
And did b'diavad. In other words, retroactively, that's what he did. But we're not trying to make any statement about that's what you should do. Okay? And therefore, we are neither trying to support Rabbi Shmuel or reject Rabbi Yossi. We're simply saying, what would you do in a case where you did chalitz on one woman and maimer on a second woman? Okay? Two dots. Get lezuva, get lezuva. Lehman b'sayla l'rabba ravuna. Right? He gave a get to Yavama and a get to... An, uh, and, and he, get to, he gave a get to two different Yavamas. They are going to require Chalitza. They're both going to require Chalitza. Sounds like our mission is, is supporting Rabbi Baravuna, who says that when you do a Chalitza Psula, you have to go back to every single uh, brother separately, right? And do it properly. Do the Chalitza properly. So the Gemara says, no. My Tzrichos, what does it mean when it says Tzrichos? Right? It sounds like trichos me trichos, right? That they require chalitza. No, no, no. We don't mean that, that every single one of the Yavamas requires chalitza, but rather trichos de alma. It means that any time you have a Yavama, a Yavama in general requires chalitza. That Yavamas in general in the world, when there's this scenario, that will, will require chalitza. But it does not mean to say that you have to go back and do chalitza for every single one of the Yavamas that fell to you. That's not what the Mishnah meant. It just means your vamas in general in that situation do require chalitza. Fine. Now the Mishnah said, get lazuva chalitz lazu. He gave a get to one Yavama and chalitza to the other. Okay? So the Gemara says, Lehman Messiah Shmuel, but have to Yosef. So now we have a copy and paste here. Are we trying again to say that you have to do chalitza? This is again, get lazuva chalitz lazu. So that's what we said before. That when you, do you have to give the get to the woman that you, didn't do chalitza on. This is, we had the same question by Maimer. So are we trying to, again, support Shmuel and reject Rabbi Yosef? So the Gemara says again, Mikitani chalitz, chalitz, katani. No. We're not trying to say that that's what the case has to be. We're trying to say that that's what the case was. The Evid. And then, once that's the case, that's the, that's what we're trying, that's what we're trying to, uh, that we're to, to teach you how to handle it. But we're not saying that that has to be the halacha. Lechachila. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, chalitz, isn't this a great review of our Mishnah? Chalitz v'chalitz, oh chalitz. What's going on here? You did chalitza with one Yavama and chalitza the other, right? Um, or, as we said, right, every permutation was represented in our Mishnah. Whether, you know, you did an order of chalitza, yibum, get, and maimer in any possible order. So the Gemara says, So we're going back to what we said before. We said, that once you've done chalitza, if you led with chalitza, all the maimer and getting you do afterwards is going to be irrelevant. So we ask the same question we asked before. Why don't we say in that case also that if you led with bia, which is to say if you led with actual yibum like you were supposed to, everything afterwards would be irrelevant. So copy, paste. That sure enough, they both agree that that's what we do hold, but rather, this is a real copy, paste, right? The reason why we mentioned that but not was simply because the chalutza has a happier ending in that we like to point out that she is mutulashuk. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, and so again, another copy paste, right? Why do we say, so here we have a different shtick. Uh, here you have to remember a biud. Dafyod. Uh, in Dafyod, there was a machlokas, right? Uh, whether the Yavam is doing chalitza as a shliach of all the brothers, you might recall this, or he is actually 
one and one. In other words, when you have multiple brothers and you have uh, falling to multiple Yavamas, right? The deceased brother had many wives and many brothers. And so the question is, is it just one Yavam steps forward to meet one Yavama and whatever Zika is going on is just between the two of them and everyone else is out of the picture? Or is it all of them have a Zika to all of them? All the Yavamas have a Zika to all the potential Yavams and then that one brother is a shaliach to the other. What's the difference? That was the machlokas, right? Rabbi Yochanan um, over there and Reish Lakish as to whether there is a zika between all the Yavam and, to, and all the Yavamas uh, up to that point. So right? He says that the entire house has this lav. That would be the difference, right? There's a lav to, right, to, to um, marry your chalutza, right? So if the entire... Love is going to apply to everyone. So then we have to teach you that the kiddushin isn't tofas mechayiv alavin. In other words, there's no question in this case, right, that the second brother's mimer with the yavama is going to be ineffective. There's no question it's going to be ineffective, and there's also no question that there is a love here. It's either a love of a of of marrying after a chalut, so that's an iser love, or it's an iser karis of eishasach. Right? Those are the only two possibilities. There's no way that this is a kosher activity. The question is, is there a chiddish? So according to Rabbi Yochanan, he's going to say, so I understand it, because according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says it's only an Isra Lav, the chiddish would be that the reason why the Mishnah had said, right, um, that the Kiddushan are in Tophis, the reason why the Mishnah had to teach you that is because it's really only an Isra Kai. But according to Rish Lakish, who held in Daf Yud, right, that there's an Isra Vaishas Ish, uh, rather an Isra Vaishas Ach, I should say, on the non Yavam brother, so then what is the Mishnah teaching you? Do we need a Mishnah to teach us that when there's an Isr Kare Savesh that the Kedushan are in Tophes? So this would only make sense according to Rabbi Yochanan. So Gemara says, no, Amrlach Reishlakesh, Reishlakesh would respond, look at this, according to your reasoning, look at the Sefer of the Mishnah. The Sefer of the Mishnah is Baal Vasa Maimer, right? The case was he did Bia of Yibum, and then afterwards he did Maimer. Right? And we said there that there's nothing, right? Because you already led with Yibum, the Maimer is meaningless. But you'd say, is that a Chiddush at all? Israch Lashmin and then Kiddush and Tovs and Ish? Right? In other words, if, if one brother did Yibum and then the other brother, the second brother, performed Maimer with the second one, with the second wife, we say that the second Maimer with the, of the second brother doesn't work. Well, of course it doesn't work. Israch Lashmin and then Kiddush and Tovs and Ish? That's a different thing. Uh, uh, rather, Again, the case is one of the brothers performed actual yibum, and then the other brother went to the same woman that the yibum was performed, and he tried to do a Maisa Maimer. Well, of course that condition isn't going to be Tophis. The first brother had already preempted him and done actual yibum. She is not only an Eishas Ach, so to speak, as a Yavam, she's an Eishas Ish of the first Yavam. Ella, I did a ton, but, and yet, we see that the Mishnah still teaches that the condition is in Tophes. So it says, In other words, why is the Mishnah mentioning these cases? Because for, even though the cases are not a Chiddush, and even though the cases are obvious, we're just keeping the pattern of the Mishnah. That since we already talked about Ataris Yavam Echad and, and one Yavama, and then we're going to do Shtei Yavamas and one Yavam, and once you do Shtei Yavamas to one Yavam, Tananami Shtei Yavam and Yamachas. We're also going to learn two Yavama with one Yav, with one Yavama. In other words, just to keep all the cases, but not really because we need to learn it, uh, because it's a Chiddush. Obviously, whether it's an Isra Kares, 
or it's an ashes ish or ashes ish, right? Um, it's going to not be Kedushin Tovsin, but we're mentioning, and we've learned this Mishnah, so we know. We're going through every permutation. So once you're going through every permutation, then you'll do even the permutations that are not a Kiddush. Okay, now, as we turn to the two dots, or not even, on, on Nun Gimel and Beis, what if you did Chalitza with the Yavama? It's Itzrich, right? It's, I can understand, in a case where the Yavam did Chalitza and then Maimer, you have to learn that. Why? This goes back to what we said in the beginning of the Gemara on this Mishnah of this parak, where we said that we're going to make a gazera, the maimer basa chalitza, even though it shouldn't work, we're still going to make a gazera that you'll need to get. Why? Because we don't want you to think that maimer is ineffective in every case, even before chalitza, and therefore, therefore, we're kamash malan, the low gazrinan, elachalts venasim laget, lamali. In other words, so we need to teach you in a case of maimer, right, that it's, right, that it's going to be ineffective because we don't want you to think that it's not effective, that they, right? Because we have a gazera of, in the case where you did maimer before the chalitza. However, kamash malan, right? When you tell you the law gazrinan. Why do we have the case of chalitza v'natan get? This we already learned. In other words, maimer is kiddushin. And therefore there, you don't want to find a case, you don't want to be confused and think that a person who did maimer before chalitza, right, doesn't require a get. Of course he requires a get. And therefore, even if he did the Maimer after Chalitza, we're going to make a Gezeira. But Gitin and Chalitza are both trying to accomplish the same thing. They're both a form of severance. So as we already discussed in the Gemara, why would we need a Gezeira there? Why do you need to have a case of Gitin after Chalitza? So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So the Seifa also discussed the case where he did Yibum, and then he did Maimer, and then he did Yibum, and then he did Get. Uh, I'll say it outside first. We're basically going to go through every case. Of course, some of the cases are not going to be a Chiddush. So where you do a duplication of activity, like two types of Kenyanin, like, like Yibum and then Maimer, or two types of Severance, like Chalitza and then Get, all of those cases are going to be included, even though some of them are not going to be a Chiddush. But we'll read it inside. So according to you, Ema Seifa, we have a redundancy in the Seifa also, because we said Balvas and Maimer, Balvanatan Get. Right, you did Yibum and you did Maimer, you did Yibum and you did Get. So Mishlem and Balvanatan Get, I can understand when the two activities are in contrast to each other. You did Yibum and then you gave a Get. So there, Itzrich, there you're going to need to, to know, to, you're going to need to learn it. Because Get Right, obviously, once you learn, right, that a Get given after Yibum, doesn't fully release the Yivama, you have to learn that because there's a case where you're going to do a get before the Yivam and we want there to be no confusion. So Kamash Malan Delogazrinan. And so we have to teach us that we don't make this Gezerah. Of a Baavas and Maimar Lamali. Right? The case of Baavas and Maimar, you're doing exactly, right, the same thing. You're trying to be Kona her on multiple occasions. So of course, right, why do I need to teach you that Maimar after, after Yibum is, is, uh, is going to be Kona? That's meaningless. He was already Kona her. Ella, I did again. We're doing the case uh, because we're going through every case, and therefore we are leaving no stone unturned, even though some of them are not a chiddush. And so that's why we mention every case because we just want to make sure we mention every single case, even though some of them are not a chiddush, as we've said. Now, bisman shehi, right? So we talked about over here that all of these cases might it. It might not matter. We already said that chalitza, it doesn't matter whether you performed it before, during, or after, Maimer, Gittin, or Yavama. Once you do chalitza, it, all the decks are cleared and it works. So the Gemara says, you know, that in itself is a machlokas. 
There's a bright, there is a Tana, the Tanya learns in a Brisa as follows. Abba Yossi ben Yochanan Yishashalayim, Omer Mishum Rabbi Meir, Achad be'ilav achas chalitza betchila. That whether you do yibum or chalitza to Yavama right away at the beginning, ain't acharei klum. That clears the deck. However, be'emtza v'sof, yesh acharei klum. Look at this. Rabbi Meir holds that if you did it be'emtza or besof, then actually you're going to need to, you're going to need to clean this up with a get or with chalitza. And the Chiddush is that even chalitza done sandwiched in between these other procedures will require another get or chalitza, which is unlike our Mishnah. Again, our Mishnah said that yibum, if it's sandwiched between other things, requires get a chalitza to get out of. But chalitza, it doesn't matter when you do it, even if you did mimer or getting beforehand, even a chalitza psula would clear the decks, right? That's our Mishnah Shita. Rameyer holds that, no, chalitza is like yibum in the sense that both of them would require, right, a get or uh, to sever it and to clean it up, even if it was in between the procedures. That's Shita's Rameyer, unlike our Mishnah. Vishalosh machlokas bedavar. And sure enough, there's a three-way machlokas because Tanakama savar, Tanakama holds via the ikal migzar, right, Gazrinan, Chalitza de Leka Lemigzar, Lo Gazrinan. And then there is a Shita that there is a Gzera by, by Bia, right? And, and, the, but Chalitza, where there's no reason to say that after, anything afterwards, right, should, should have any validity, there we don't, uh, there we don't have to make a Gazera to, to clear the decks. And yet, Rabbi Nechemya, Savar, Bia nami leikal migzar. So, th- so this sheet that we just mentioned is our Mishnah. When Nehemiah holds that Bia also doesn't need migzar, with the ka'amra ligzar bia get, mishum bia chalitza. In other words, you're going to say that we should make a gezerah of bia after get, and it shouldn't be effective because bia after chalitza isn't effective. Came in the chalitza daraisa made a yadi. So he holds that even if bia is in the middle, that also clears the deck. Why? Because bia and chalitza are daraisa. And therefore, when you do be in chalitza, everybody will know, people will surely know that chalitza is more effective than gittin. And therefore, just like for chalitza, it's more effective than gittin. So maybe bia would be different. No, came into bia da I made the yadi. They'll know by bia da also that it's effective. And finally, and for our Abba Yossi ben Chanan, who rules that even chalitza is not fully effective, he holds like the Rabbanon, because they hold the gezeras by bia, but not by chalitza, as does our Mishnah in the beginning of Rav Gamliel. And with that, Hadron Allah Rav Gamliel will return to you in Rav Gamliel. As I heard in the shir, uh, the shir that I listened to, they said Hadron Allah Rav Gamliel, and I heard the uh, Magid shir say, yeah, in seven and a half years. <laughs> but, uh, but Bezrat Hashem, uh, we will resume. Everybody have a good Shabbos.